Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, July 19th, and this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fenton. Ahead, as national funding for school infrastructure falls through, local educators are taking stock of needed updates. We had to bring in a temporary unit just because uh, the amount of repairs needed to bring the existing chiller back up and running was too costly. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports on an effort to raise money for school maintenance in St. Louis. But first, these headlines. A new coronavirus variant is spreading rapidly in Missouri. As St. Louis Public Radio's Farah Anderson reports, health officials say the BA5 variant accounts for half of the state's recently reported cases, but there are likely many more. When the coronavirus pandemic began, state data on the number of cases was reliable because many people were tested in locations that reported the results to local health departments. But because many people are now testing themselves at home, Health officials say the current data from health departments doesn't include all BA5 cases. Dr. Alex Garza is chief community health officer for SSM Health Hospital in St. Louis. Garza says the BA5 variant may have peaked in Missouri. So we're probably in the middle of it right now. It just doesn't seem as apparent because we're not seeing that overwhelming number of people getting really sick. The New York Times reports the number of COVID cases in Missouri and Illinois have risen about a third in recent weeks. I'm Farrah Anderson, St. Louis Public Radio. In related news, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page is defending his administration's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Page is squaring off against Jane Duker in the August 2nd Democratic primary. And Duker and her supporters contend Page was too heavy-handed in issuing occupancy restrictions, as well as mask mandates with no enforcement mechanism. Page, though, brushed aside that criticism, adding he's taken the same approach to battling COVID-19 since 2020. We turned to the pandemic task force for advice. We turned to the health department experts for advice. We followed the recommendations from the CDC, and they evolved with emerging science and emerging discoveries. Page was a guest on Politically Speaking. You can listen to the rest of his episode by going to stlpr.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Illinois State Police are now required to keep clear and present danger reports they receive from other agencies, even if the reports aren't pertinent at that moment. The rule change comes following the mass shooting in Highland Park, north of Chicago. Local police sent state police a clear and present danger report following a 2019 incident with the suspected shooter. But because he did not have a firearm owner's ID card and had not applied for one, the information was destroyed. Illinois State Police Director Brendan Kelly says some rule changes will make sure law enforcement hangs onto information that could be pertinent to future firearm owner ID applications. It was clear there were some limitations in that administrative law that were hampering our ability and our officers' ability to make those very difficult decisions with as much information as possible. The emergency rule could last up to 150 days, but lawmakers are expected to consider permanent changes sometime this year. The St. Louis Zoo is releasing plans today for its new outdoor park near Spanish Lake in North St. Louis County. The 425-acre Safari Lake Park will include animals ranging from giraffes to shimitar-horned oryx. It will also include conservation activities and research into the animals, some of which are endangered. 
The total project will cost an estimated $230 million, with the first animals arriving in a pilot pasture next year. The full opening is slated for 2027. In August, St. Louis voters will decide on a $160 million bond measure for building upgrades at St. Louis Public Schools. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports, that's just the tip of the iceberg of when it comes to what schools need. In St. Louis and really across the country, school buildings are in bad need of updates. The American Society of Civil Engineers does a regular report card of the country's infrastructure. In the most recent one, schools got a D+. The group's president-elect, Marcia Geldert-Murphy, says that means buildings are in fair-to-poor condition. A large portion of the system exhibits some pretty significant deterioration, and condition and, and the capacity are of serious concern with strong risk of failure, meaning it's not going to meet the needs it was designed for. She says funding for school infrastructure has been a national problem for decades. In the 1950s and 60s, people were very willing to participate in building this amazing infrastructure that we have, but it is now aged out and we haven't been keeping up with the maintenance and the operations, and so we're suffering for it. In St. Louis Public Schools, many buildings are even older than that, and they show the exact types of maintenance issues Geldert Murphy is talking about. If you walk around the back of Herzog Elementary in the North Point neighborhood, you'll find a huge blue humming box sitting on wheels behind a fence. It's a chiller, what the school uses for air conditioning, and it's on wheels because it's temporary. St. Louis Public Schools Deputy Superintendent of Operations Square Watson says the permanent chiller gave out at the end of the school year. We had to bring in a temporary unit just because uh, the amount of repairs needed to bring the existing chiller back up and running was too costly. In many ways, Herzog Elementary is an average SLPS school. The grand brick building was constructed in the mid-1930s as a public works administration project. In the hallways, some of the water fountains are kid-sized porcelain time capsules. These are bubblers is what we call the bubblers. The old, I mean, they're not chilled water, but it more or less, uh, we have a lot of buildings that, that were built around this time, and this is what those drinking fountains look like. Restroom renovations are also high on the list of needed improvements across the district. This building, as you go up to the second floor, I mean, it's only able to have maybe four or five scholars at a time to come and use the restroom. Um, and definitely it's not ADA compliant. Watson says beyond the first floor, many schools still don't meet Americans with Disabilities Act requirements. These are some of the many things St. Louis Public Schools wants to address with a $160 million bond issue on the August 2nd ballot. The district calls Proposition S a no-tax increase bond because it extends the current tax rate. A large majority of St. Louis voters approved a bond in 2010 for close to the same amount of money. But this time around, the dollars almost certainly won't go as far, with intense inflation and supply chain delays. Superintendent Kelvin Adams says the bond would only cover about half the amount that's actually needed to fix everything. We're only going to touch the surface of this. We know for a fact that there are more needs and the dollars will support, but this gets us moving in the right direction. And it's about the only direction they can go. Missouri has limited funding for school maintenance. And there's also not much coming from the federal government. President Joe Biden tried to include schools in an infrastructure package late last year, but the final compromise wrote them out. So that leaves local property taxes. 
SLPS School Board President Matt Davis says that can be a good thing because it means voters control school spending. But as we know, not every tax base is created equal. So you end up with a great deal of inequity in terms of how building projects are funded by school districts. In communities where home values are higher, schools can wind up with significantly bigger budgets. Even with fewer resources, Watson says his team works to balance necessities with the things that matter to students. Inside, interior-wise, it's making sure that when, as our students and our scholars come in, that when they come in, they get that wow effect. They come in, they, they want to come, they feel that they belong. They see a fresh coat of paint. They see new drinking fountains. Um, just some of the small things that, that take us a long way. If the bond passes, the district says it will be able to go even farther. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Amy Mayer edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Our music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.